Hello, Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor at Salmon Valley Baptist Church, and it is great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And as always, I am Trey Sapp. We want to welcome our listeners from the Into the Western Wild podcast. We are thrilled you're here with us, coming to you from the banks of the Salmon River. Garden spot of the Mountain West right here in Salmon, Idaho. That's what I'm talking about. If we sound tired today, we're just happy to be alive. Um, we just finished a week, week of vacation Bible school at our church, and uh, I love vacation Bible school. It's so fun. It's an awesome week, but that's a lot of words and a lot of little people running around. And uh, <laughs> yeah, incredible yeah. times, incredible, incredible kids. Uh, salmon, we more incredible leaders that do these things. Awesome leaders, awesome leaders. Yeah, parents and kids, we're so excited that you came. Hope you. Come hang out with us some more, and it's an exciting day. We are we're starting yeah, something new today. We're starting something new. The book of Second Peter, um, the book of Second Peter. It, it starts out. Um, it, it starts out with an introduction, and it's it got me thinking something here. You know, um, he basically takes seven words to tell the recipients of the letter who he is. Right. Right. And and it, it got me thinking, you know, if you just had a few words to introduce you, Trey, you got seven words. Tell us who you are. Yeah, see there? You're, yeah. You're already... You got to think about that a little bit. You're already digging on this. <laughs> so about a quarter of Americans have a have a Twitter account, right? And so probably a quarter of our listeners have a Twitter account. And, and for Twitter, you've got a bio, and you've got just a few words to introduce yourself, you know? Uh, I'll tell you mine right now. A Christ follower, husband, father, papaw pastor, church planter. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's what it is. Um, and I, I got to looking for how some people introduce themselves to the whole Twitterverse, right? right. To anybody who might want to see. And uh, you, you can imagine this person's probably, you know, in, 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 a public, in, in some kind of public relations jobs because their, their, their Twitter bio is just this. I put the elation in public relation. I like that one. I think that's, I think that's great. My mom says I'm special. Um, here's another one. I'm a potato. I, I wonder if they're from Idaho. You know? Is it, that's, otherwise. That's all it says. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. That's their Twitter bio. I spent time looking these up, you know? In-depth research. Uh, In-depth research. We didn't have the research department do this one? No, the research, (laughs) my research intern did not do this. I'm not always sarcastic. Sometimes I sleep. (laughs) Which led me to this one. I'm so good at sleeping, I can do it with my eyes closed. (laughs) Recovering ice cream addict. Um, I like this one, too. It says, insert pretentious stuff about me here. (laughs) I prefer my puns intended, and uh, I'll end it with this one. Um, I don't want to fall in love. I want to fall in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not exactly Peter's introduction. No, but he, uh, no, no. But that, he gets that, a lot across in a few idea, words. If you had just a few words. That's right. Or if you took just a few words to identify who you are in a way that was meaningful, in a way that people understood. Now, the, obviously, the person that says, I don't want to fall in love, I want to fall in chocolate, we still don't know anything about that person except that they love chocolate. That's right. And if that's the center of their entire life, that's cool. I doubt it is. Right. I, I, there's probably something in their life more important than chocolate, 
hopefully there's a relationship somewhere in their life that's more important than chocolate. You know, I'll brag on myself there. If you look at mine, all of mine have to do with relationship. Yeah. You know, because uh, that identifies the relationships that matter in my life. And that's what my goal was. Christ follower, husband, father, papaw, pastor, church planter. Yeah. All of that has to do with relationship. And, and, and you know, whatever people choose to do on a bio, Twitter bio, that's cool. But Peter is ident- identifying himself as the writer of this letter and, uh, and, and to who he's writing it to. But he takes just seven words in the Greek language to introduce himself. Um, read verse 1 for us, Trey. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says this. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. Simon Peter would have done well with a Twitter bio, Yeah, right? He's like, slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. A slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. We might want to wrestle with those two terms a little bit. What's it mean when he says he's an apostle of Jesus Christ, Trey? Yeah, that is such a cool term because it's, it is in some ways very specific and unique to a small group of individuals. Exactly. Some people that got to share life, kind of rub elbows with and live life alongside Jesus himself. Uh, those disciples, Peter and and the others. And, and that's one of those things. I mean, Peter has such a unique perspective in that he was so close yeah. with the person of Jesus, yeah. uh, experienced so much, saw so much, um, learned so much uh, from Jesus, but also in those early days of, of the church, uh, after Jesus returned to the Father, Peter leads the church in Jerusalem, and and you know, Peter messes up a lot. He makes a lot of mistakes, yeah, but <laughs> but he has this unique uh, position as an apostle, as a person that met with and experienced life alongside Jesus. Now, that term apostle is kind of reserved for those those disciples, and then and then Paul who meets Jesus on the right. on the road to uh, Damascus. But um, there is a, a gifting there of these men that kind of start things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and that that gifting is around today in, in missionaries and new ministries and church planners. Absolutely. There are but, people with apostolic characteristics. That's exactly right. That's my right. big word for today. Apostolic. apostolic. <laughs> well, and characteristics, that's two big words together. But they but we don't give them that title of no. apostle. That no. title that Peter is using here is is showing something about about his experience and about what the calling that God's put on his life. So he's basically saying, "Listen, I want you to listen to me, not just because of a like an elected position or right, something like that, right. but but listen to what I'm saying because I lived life mm-hmm. alongside Jesus. I walked with him, I talked with him. I'm passing on things that I didn't create. I'm passing on things that he gave to me." In a, in the first century church that Apostle was was a term that garnered respect That's and right. authority. Yeah, you were an authority on Christ because you were one of those few who walked with Him for His entire ministry, who He poured Himself into in a unique way, and uh, and basically said, "You guys are going to be the foundation of the church." Yeah. Right? That's right. You know, so so He's an apostle of Jesus Christ. 
But we're going to, we're, <laughs> this is how nerdy Mike is today. We're not even going to get through all of verse one. Um, <laughs> and we're going to come back next week and finish verse one, I promise. But we're just going to look at his Twitter bio here for a second, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. He, said, he says, okay, I'm going to slave an apostle of Jesus Christ. Apostle of Jesus Christ, we can look at that and we can understand that. We can come to terms with that. And we can even say, that doesn't apply to me. I may absolutely have some uh, gifting characteristics that, that are similar, but as far as the office of, I suppose, or the position of apostle, um, that's not me. But he calls himself a slave, yeah. Trey. And um, it's interesting here, um, this week, actually, today, uh, as this airs, I'm preaching a passage uh, in our church that uh, from Colossians that talks about slavery. Yeah. And uh, the Bible speaks about slavery, and we're kind of uncomfortable with that term. Um, it cert- certainly doesn't have a positive connotation to us. And no. yet, <clears throat> Simon Peter says right here, I am a slave. And now let's just get all, let's g- go crazy here. Uh, the Greek word is doulos. If you were to spell it in English, transliterate that, it's D O U L O S. And it meant bond servant or slave. And and we can't work around that word. Um, it's what's in the text. And it's a popular word. The Apostle Paul repeatedly calls himself That's right. a bondservant or That's a right. slave. You see how I'm even uncomfortable saying slave? Because in our culture today, the slave slave, the word slave has um appropriately all the wrong feels, all the yes. wrong connotations. There's nothing that's acceptable about human slavery. That's right. Yeah, this is a uh, same word, very, very different context. And here's what oh, we mean by that. Very different context. Uh, American slavery and slavery around the world is is certainly wrong. It is evil. an absolute evil sin. Uh, it's not right for people to own people. People are not property. People have much more intrinsic value than that. The way that Peter is, is using this in the in the day and age, slavery was a uh, a reality. Right. Uh, uh, it, it was part of life. It it had not come to an end, and and it still hasn't come to an end across the world. But you know, praise God that it is it is not the slave trade that it used to be in America. At the right. same time, what's going on with Peter here is he is saying. Uh, he is calling himself, on one hand, I'm an apostle, uh, authority and respect. Right. On the other hand, I am a bondservant. I am a slave. I have a master. But what he's saying is, my master is Almighty God. And that yes. is a totally different context than a person owning another person as property to say, I am, I belong to my master, almighty God. I belong to the one that created me. My life is, is pointed towards the one that made me. There is actually freedom in that kind of slavery. And benefit. That's right. And when, when in, in, in human terms, in human slavery, if, if a human owns another human, it's not for that other human's benefit. Correct. It's nothing that's going to come good out of that. That's right. Um, in fact, it's just going to be a relationship that's absolutely manipulative and for one person's good or gain. Yeah. And uh, that's not what 
this term means. Yeah. And so we we wrestle with it in the New Testament. And it's why I want to spend some time. It's why we're going to hang out in these first seven words of this for a few minutes this yeah. morning. Because if Paul talks about, you know, he, he's in chains, he's in bondage, he's in slavery for the gospel. He He's a bondservant or a slave of Jesus Christ. And now Simon Peter does. Well, these are these people who are apostles who have this authority and have this understanding. So when they speak that, they're inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is this is how they understand a relationship with Christ, or one aspect of it, one aspect of how they understand, how they view their position in this world in relationship to Jesus Christ. We don't need to just run by that and go, well, you know, that's antiquated, that's old. There's something. No, 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 no. There's something to it for us. Um and we need to make sure we take it apart and spend some time in it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's great. So so help us walk down that road a little bit, Mike. Uh, what does it mean huh. that that we are the possession of the Almighty God, that we are, um, in a sense, that we belong to Him? What does that look like? Well, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's three things here. And, and the very first one is just exactly what you just said. It means I'm possessed by God. I, I, I'm actually his. I belong to him. First Corinthians 6.20. Again, this is the Apostle Paul writing the church at Corinth. And he tells them, God bought you with a high price. You must honor God with your body. That sounds like value. God has high bought price. you at a high price. Exactly right. In other words, God holds a high value on who we are. Yeah. He holds a high value on who we are. Listen. There are somebody listening right this minute who's who's thinking, you know, I'm not worth anything, you know, eat worms, die, that kind of thing. I, I, I've got uh, uh, um, all these things. Nobody cares. Whatever the case may be, low self-esteem, whatever. The God of all creation gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that he could have a relationship with you. That's right. That means you are, in, in the estimation of holy God, your creator— the highest value yeah. on this planet. You must be pretty important. Exactly right. You say, well, he did that for everybody. He did, but he did it for you too. He yeah. did that individually. He did that corporately. Absolutely. God so loved the world, no doubt. Cosmos, the whole of the whole of humanity. Right. But it's personal, it's individual. And so Paul tells the church here at Corinth, God bought you. Yeah. When Christ died on that cross, he was... He was paying the price for your sins because he wanted you. And because salvation can be for anyone, God wanted you. He wanted this relationship with you. Um, and it's personal. And, it, and it's, I, I mean, in the ancient world, a slave owner would have paid a price for a slave, right? In in the context of using that, the reality is the creator of the universe has paid the price of his son. He has traded the life of his son for a relationship with you. Yeah. And, and the that's... suffering of his son, the pain of his son, the ridicule of his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to have a relationship with you. It's and in no that, small thing. In that context, then, it says this creator God of the universe, we need to understand that too. He creates us. He is the creator God. Um, we don't exist without him, right? Nothing exists without him. So he 
He creates us and then puts us in this world, and and then we have this separation from him. It's called sin. And so not only has he created us, he's come back and paid the price for that sin, purchased us. So we're his possession. We're his possession. There's a sense here, Mike, that, that we need to realize... Because that even that term may sound a little difficult to people. Yeah. If we're created by God, we're not we're not more free when we are close to Him. We are living out our created purpose. We are living with purpose, with meaning. So many people want to know what what's the meaning of life. Right. Here it is. You to to know God. To know God to know and make God. Him known. To know God and yeah. make Him known. Absolutely. And so being being His special possession and his special people and what he calls a, a child of God. I mean, yeah. that that is a, a beautiful and unique, special relationship. And it's it's what we are created for. So this is, again, this is not slavery in the sense of a, of a person becoming less free because they're a slave to God. This is a, a sense of becoming a servant of God is the most free uh, and, and most exciting life that we can have because it's exactly what we're created, designed for. Right, the the more we uh, the more we find ourselves living inside His will and His way, uh, you know what? The more joy we're going to have, the more freedom we're going to enjoy, the more excitement we're going to have. All of those kinds of things. So, possessed by God, possessed by God. You ask the question, what's it mean to call a Christian a, a slave or a bond servant of Christ or of God? So that first one, I, I'm actually possessed by God. The second thing I would say is my life is at God's disposal. That's right. My life is at God's disposal. Um, I ought to be about personally finding out the will and the way of God for my life. Okay? Uh, Galatians 2.20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We see that again, bought with this price. And and if I'm his possession, I'm his, and I'm in this relationship with him like that, then my life's at his disposal. My life is at his disposal. Every now and then somebody will say, man, how did you get to Salmon, Idaho? What are you doing living in Salmon, Idaho? And I'm always like, God brought me here. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of it till I, <laughs> till uh, a, 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 a fellow on a pastor search committee called me one day. I was just minding my own business in New Orleans, Louisiana. And the phone rang and there was a guy saying, hey, man, we've got your name. We're, we're just talking to you about being pastor of our church. I had to look up Salmon, Idaho on the map. Yeah. You know, it's how I got here. Um, now, I, I'm not perfect at this being you know, my life being at God's disposal, but um, you and I have friends right now on the European continent, you know, that are yeah, missionaries that's and, right. and some staging to go to, you know, uh, to other continents around the world. And, and why would they do that? Why do they do that? Because of God's call and move on their lives. Um, you didn't grow up in Salmon, Idaho. No. No, you, you didn't. And how did you get here, Trey? Yeah. Same thing. Same it's, thing. It's just a sense of, of kind of you know, if if he is that king, and we are his his servants, um, it's just kind of 
opening up my life and my hands and just saying, okay, Lord, whatever you say. Right. You know, where where you want me to go, I'll go. What you want me to say, I'll say. What you want me to do, I'll do. And it it's strange to think that this is the path to freedom, but the reality is that being willing to give up everything I am and everything I have for the cause of Christ is the most freeing and most exciting possibility of life. That uh, if I do it on my own, I'm actually going to mess it up. But right. putting it open, opening my hand and opening my heart to God's plan is the way to live life. And it's it's fulfilling. It's exciting. And it doesn't mean, I, I've used the example now of missionaries that are going to you know, other continents to uh, share the gospel and to tell people about Christ. And I've given the example of you and I and how we get to end up in Salmon, Idaho. Listen, following Christ does not mean you're going to go somewhere else. Um, the overwhelming majority of Christians, God leaves them right where they are. Yeah. It's mostly about looking like Jesus as you're doing your work as you're, or exactly. getting coffee or doing your taxes or yeah. hanging out or going to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's those kind of things that seem kind of mundane. That's usually where God calls people. Right. Into the places they already are. That's exactly right. You know, one of our uh, one of our uh, uh, friends just just yesterday described to you and I a situation where in their workplace uh, somebody comes in and basically so upset they're just coming across the counter, you know, just just going to be a total idiot. And, you know, there there had to be um, resources called to help remove this person from the premises, that kind of deal. It, you know what? Guess what? As as a bond servant of Christ, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't have that privilege. My life is at his disposal. So I'm going to do things to know him and to make him known. I'm going to do things that are for his glory and his honor. Now, listen, I blow it. I, I, I don't, I'm not perfect at this. Uh, you're right. None of us are, I don't think. But, but um, there are things that I don't do because my life is at his disposal. Yeah. Right? I give up some of my right. Yeah. In this case, I, in, the, in the case of the illustration, I give, I give up my right to be an idiot, you know, and just to, to go all out on myself and I want things my way and da-da-da-da-da, you know. Well, uh, what you're saying is very much tied to kind of that third point First one being, I'm possessed by God. Second one, my life is at God's disposal. That third one is, I owe complete obedience to God. And that's what you're, that's what you're talking about. These two are really tied together. They are. They are. You know, in ancient times, a master's command was the slave's only law. Didn't matter what else was going on. Um, that, that master's command was the slave's law. Um, and in any situation as a Christian, I find myself in, I got one question, Lord, what would you have me to do right now? How would you have me to respond? And, and so God's command is my law, right? Um, God's command is my law. There are times that, that God's command might come in conflict with man's law. There's certainly times that God's law comes in, in great conflict with the human expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of times where it comes in conflict with that expectation uh, because God calls me to love. God calls me to care. God calls me to be compassionate. God calls me to pray for my enemies. Um, right? So all of those things come into play. And so when it look, and so at that point, you know what? I've, I've given up something of myself at that point. 
and I've given it to him. I have given him control of my life. I have given him, and he's paid for it. He's bought it. But I have come to this place of understanding that I need this relationship. I've come to this place of understanding that I want to, and my life is better if I submit to him. My life is not pain-free. My life is not perfect. My life is not just sprinkles and unicorns and blue sky and, and, and buttercups, right? But when I am living as a servant, a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, it makes a difference in my life. It's not that much different from having a commanding officer, right? Oh, no. If you we are, got a lot of listeners that understand a commanding officer. Right. In, in military or, or yeah. in, in public service in some way, uh, having a commanding officer is, is, is not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. But to, to trust and to obey those commands, to, to fulfill what is asked of you, right. that's what it means to be a good a good soldier, you know, a good follower in that sense. Um, to follow Christ, again, it doesn't mean that that the commands of God become a burden on us as people. No. The commands of God are this incredible gift to us as people, guiding us in the right way, the right path, but also into a life that is an adventure. King David in the Psalm said, "Your your 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 decrees or your laws are sweet." Yeah, you know, uh, and you know, you think about his life. He had uh, disobeyed on a few occasions in pretty, pretty huge ways. I start to say pretty royal ways, and that's a <laughs> terrible pun. But he had disobeyed in some royal ways, yeah. and yet later in his life, after he would repent, he would talk about the ways of God and the decrees and the laws of God were sweet. Um, and and what he's finding is when he submits himself to Christ. And gives up what he might personally desire sometimes and just trust God and say, you know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put myself at your disposal. I'm going to obey you. He found out that life was was different that way. Life yeah. was better that way. Life was more full that way. Life was more rich that way. Yeah. Um, even through the difficult times. Well, we've got some listeners out there that that now know a little bit more about Peter, maybe yeah, more they than they ever wanted to know. Yeah. But Peter, we, did, we didn't need to walk past this word slave, though. No we, no, we needed to we needed to stop and camp on that for just a moment. Peter, who describes himself as a as an apostle and a slave of Christ, and and now is a good time to kind of reflect on on yourself. What's your relationship to Christ? Yeah, that's how, how would you started. describe yourself? How would you introduce yourself? What's your if you're going to have a Twitter bio? If you got seven words, how that's are you right. going to introduce yourself? So does for Christ folks, even come into play in your introduction for folks that are are saying, "Man, I I need what you've been talking about. I never would have thought that I needed to become a uh, a servant of a bond servant of Christ." I, I thought kind of going to church was enough, or I thought just being a good person was enough, but but Man, this this is a deeper relationship. Yeah. I want that deeper relationship. I want to I want to give up doing it my way, and I want that deeper relationship. Do it, do it the follow the way of Jesus. Mike, what advice would you give them? Man, one when you said it that way, Trey. Immediately, I thought you said earlier on. You said, "Man, Simon Peter was a guy that messed up." Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, what we see in him is is before the resurrection of Christ, Peter was a guy who was impetuous. He talked big. He made some mistakes. 
after the resurrection of Christ and after the filling of the Holy Spirit, man, he's a different duck. He's a different duck. And and this is the Peter who's saying, man, I'm a slave and an apostle of Christ. You talked about that a minute ago. Man, I have tried it my own way. And yeah. let me tell you something. I can point to some messes. And and when I have finally given in and said, okay, God, it's yours, man, that's that's so much. It's what an amazing ride. Yeah. What an amazing life. What an amazing ride. Hardship, difficulty, absolutely. But walking with him and, and allowing him to lead my life. Yeah. Never alone. Never alone has changed everything. And I would I would say, man, Trey's about to pray this prayer and tell you how you can know Christ. And and I'm going to tell you one of the greatest things in my life is the fact that I'm a follower of Christ and I'm a bond servant of his. Yeah. If you want to give up everything you have and everything you are for the sake of Christ, which is a beautiful freedom, pray with me. God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your grace. I've messed up. And I want you to forgive me. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life that I couldn't live. I believe he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again so that I can be forgiven. God, forgive me. Save me. Come live in my heart and be the king of my life. Amen. And friend, if you prayed that, we want to know about it. Visit us at salmonvalleybaptist.org. Let us know what the Lord is doing in your life. And we look forward to seeing you next time on End of the Western Wild.